0: Support comes from Universal Pictures, presenting their new film, Welcome to Marwin," From the groundbreaking director of Forrest Gump comes the boldest and most original film of the year, based on an inspirational true story and starring Academy Award nominee Steve Carell and Leslie Mann. Welcome to Marwen celebrates the power of friendship, hope, and healing in theaters this Christmas. The holidays can be overwhelming with long lists of to-dos. Thankfully, Fruit of the Loom has made holiday shopping easy as can be. Shop everything from underwear and socks to comfy casual wear and pajamas for men, women, and kids. With Fruit of the Loom, the whole family can enjoy comfort and style from head to toe. When you check Fruit of the Loom off your list, your holiday shopping is complete. Go to fruit.com. Save 15% off underwear by entering coupon code STORIES at checkout. Offer ends December 20th. Hello to everybody eating a quick lunch in the park near the subway station. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour. One sitting on a bench-based conversation. No names. And no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one I think it'll be more fun And I'll get to know you And you'll get to know me Hello everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me do this job. I know I say it every week, but I am grateful. And I mean it every time I say it. Uh, I got a couple shows. New York City, I'm doing this week. Uh, Long Island City, The Creek. got another one, I think, in another week. Those tickets are moving fast. And then in January, we just opened up two more shows at Union Hall because the uh, first two sold out. Thank you guys for that. Go to ChrisGeth.com for tickets on those. Last week's call, Gay Mormon, the feedback to that was really, really crazy to see. I saw on Reddit it uh, started to spread in a community of ex-Mormons who get there and discuss stuff like that. Hello to, hello to all of them. And it was cool to read your thoughts. And in the Facebook group, I saw a few comments. Uh, one in particular jumped out at me from someone who said, I am Mormon. And said, I I recognize that uh, it it historically has been hard for non-heterosexual people in in my faith, but I have a lot of gay friends and I'd like to think I'm someone who's leading a future generation towards a a, a much more uh, progressive take on this particular issue. And I thought that was so cool to see. Thank you so much. Putting that out there in the old Facebook group, Beautiful Anonymous, the community. Beautiful follow-ups have been going really well. A lot of people have been loving these things on Stitcher Premium. Thank you guys so much for signing up, making the show look good. StitcherPremium.com slash stories. Use the promo code stories for a free month. This week's follow-up is with that guy with the goose laugh. Remember that guy? A lot of people say that's the funniest call we've ever had. I've had people stop me on the street to say they listen to that one when they're in a bad mood to cheer themselves up. We got the goose laugh guy back. That guy's the best. Now this week's call. Toronto we had our live show from Toronto you say ah but guess what Jared and I did one of those live in person talks we did one prior in uh, New York City we did one in London took it to Toronto went to a park set up on a park bench strapped the microphones up there oh that's yeah. so funny I wish we were recording this apartment. Yes. we're in town we're doing our yeah a live taking the show tonight tonight as as right. AFL, yeah. yeah I can tonight. but I hope everything goes well nice. and you enjoy the city yeah so far, so good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Enjoy. Thanks so much. So nice yeah. meeting you. Yeah, you too. Here's a first. We had a false start. Someone who I thought was the caller turned out just a fan of the show. But back to the real caller. Fascinating person. Someone who made her way to Toronto, did not start life there. Someone who's uh, living the immigrant experience, but also in such a fascinating way is helping other people from. A community navigate that experience and in a way where she literally helps people speak for themselves in situations that are often very high pressure where she has to get it right it is one of the most uh, specific jobs I've ever heard anyone having and uh, it was mind blowing so, to hear about it in the course of this show I figured that was her I, th- I figured she was jumping the gun early so we're uh, we're sitting right now in a public park in one of my favorite cities in the world, Toronto. I feel like this was one of the first towns that embraced my comedy outside of New York. Maybe the first town that embraced me outside of my home base in New York. We're sitting in a little public park. Um, We found like a pretty perfect bench. It's like nestled off in a corner. There's a bunch of plants and flowers and people are, are walking by, but they're about 15 feet away. So we have a little privacy. Right now we're sitting here. There's people walking by with their dogs. It's a little bit before 12.30 p.m. on a Friday, and yet the park is still filled up. I will say for 12.30 on a Friday, there's a real lingering cloud of marijuana smoke that uh, Jared and I have sensed. We both commented on as soon as we entered this park. Jared asked if weed was legal in Toronto. I said, I'm not sure. I think it's decriminalized. Oh, there goes somebody pushing a baby stroller. There goes a businessman, real business-looking businessman walking right. He's on the phone. He's making moves, baby. He's pushing units, making sales, baby. I think our caller is coming by momentarily. I'm setting up the timer so it'll time out the hour. Oh, and perfect timing, we have some sort of street busker who's going to sing through the whole episode. Oh, here we go. Oh, we have somebody who's walking up. In very Canadian fashion, she immediately apologized to Jared. First words out of his mouth, her mouth were, I'm so sorry. Hi, how are you? No need to be scared. She just recoiled in terror. You just recoiled in what looked like terror when you saw me. looked like actual fear.
1: I was very happy to see you.
0: You backed up, though. Oh
1: Yeah, because it's you.
0: Oh, I'm literally the least intimidating person I know.
1: It was so normal. I thought it was like a big setup, but-
0: No, just a couple (laughs) giant fuzzy microphones clipped on a bench.
1: Ooh, this is so cool. Thank you. So
0: nice to meet you. Nice
1: to meet you. Oh, this is so nice. I'm so happy. Yeah, we
0: just get to hang out in a park for an hour. I know,
1: and it's a beautiful, beautiful day.
0: Do you uh, live around here or work Mm. around here or something?
1: I work uh, mainly in Toronto, but I live in um, uh, a city that is close by, 25 minutes away. Oh, wow. So I just took the train and then came here.
0: Oh, that's nice. I didn't saw you. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, This person was not singing when we first set up here.
1: Yeah, he was setting up when I came. And I was like, oh, he's going to sing.
0: Yeah, it's going to sabotage everything. Jared's so mad. (laughs) So you live outside of Toronto. You work mostly in Toronto. Mostly in
1: Toronto. I work for courts. The courts? Yeah, legal system. I'm a court interpreter.
0: A court interpreter. Uh, for
1: Japanese and English, so... Wow. I go to all over Ontario to help these people who are in trouble.
0: <laughs> so anyone who speaks primarily Japanese... Yes. You show up, help them out? Yeah. That's pretty cool.
1: It's, you get to see a lot of things. Something that you wouldn't really experience if you're not in the system. Um, you often interpret for witnesses... Okay. Witnesses and victims. Okay. Of uh, sexual violence, abuse, uh, domestic violence. And I go to divorce courts. So I'm, you know, in my mid-20s. Not married and don't have kids. But I've seen everything that people go through.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) So you're like a fly on the wall for everybody's drama. Yeah, yeah. Now, is is there a large Japanese community in Ontario?
1: Um mostly in Toronto, yeah. yeah. It's not huge compared to Korean, Koreans and Chinese. Yeah. I'd say uh but it's it's pretty big because so many businesses are coming here and so many people are not so many people. Some people are immigrating. Yeah. Here I'm one of them. And uh so yeah, there is some, not as much as other Asian you
0: yeah. know, countries. No, you said you're immigrating. Yeah. So you're not to- from Canada?
1: I'm not from Canada. I'm originally from Japan. You are? Yeah. Tr- uh, actually, near Tokyo. My school wow. was in Tokyo. I lived in a suburb of Tokyo. And uh, I was there from since I was born till 16.
0: Wow. And then. And d- did you, you grow up speaking English as well?
1: No, no. I, I went to Singapore for a year um, for my dad's uh, company. Well, they sent him. So we went with him. And I, I think when I was eight or nine, I kind of acquired some, you know, some basic English skills just for one year I was there. And then I came back and then did schooling, normal schooling, uh, went to a school where they taught a little bit of English, like yeah. a lot of English, actually. Uh, but learning English in Japan is hard yeah. because everyone's Japanese speaking Japanese. So, yeah. Um, and then when I was 16, I thought, OK, Uh I want to step up the game and uh, go to Canada. So I was an exchange student for a year. One year for grade 10 and then went back to Japan. It was a year exchange. Uh, Went back to Japan for grade 11 and then in grade 12, I was like, I want to go to a Canadian university. But uh, in order for me to do that, I need to go back and learn. So I went back for grade 12 and then did four years of university and I'm here talking to you.
0: Now you... this, That's... Wait, so you didn't... So, you knew very, very little English before just diving into a year of high school in Canada?
1: Uh, I, I knew basic conversation. Yeah. Basic. So, I couldn't really talk to teenagers because they threatened me.
0: Right. Because and they, they moved just so talked.
1: Yeah, they were so fast. And I used to be like, uh. And every time I started talking, people didn't like it because I'm slow. Yeah, and they got to slow
0: down and actually stop and consider another human being for a while. Yeah. God forbid.
1: <laughs> so, that was hard. But I think it. Probably lasted for two, three years. And then one day I realized, oh, I don't have to be Japanese living here. I can be who I am for what I am and uh, just do whatever I want to do. So, and then, yeah, I'm doing interpreting. Uh,
0: That's time. so cool. And when you moved here, so did you Did you live with a family that was bilingual?
1: Yes. So they oh, were yeah. Canadian people, Canadian families who only spoke Canadian uh English sorry yeah English and uh, I was immersed in the environment and I did everything that they do
0: oh so wait they only spoke English
1: they only spoke English yeah
0: so you just dove in and you yeah. were like 14 15 years old I was 16 16
1: that was my parents uh you know my parents like okay you go if you want to learn you gotta just survive and
0: wow I
1: survived I guess
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> That I would not have had the guts to do that when I was 16 years old. No I way. Was,
1: I was brave. I, I'm, yeah. I don't think I'm not that brave anymore. I think you kind of, you know, take cost-benefit analysis and do yeah. like, kind of assess uh-huh. if you do, want to do, do new things. Uh, but yeah, when I was 16, I was like, okay, life won't get any better.
0: That <laughs> is incredible. And do you plan on staying in Canada for a while?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to live here. This is it. Yeah, I'm going to probably die here too. (laughs) You like it better? Oh, yeah. How come? Uh, Japan is a wonderful country. Um,
0: I've always wanted to go. (gasps) Oh, you should. Yeah. It's
1: an exciting country where everything's orderly, organized. People are nice, polite. um, But my personality doesn't really... I don't think it it fit in super well. I can fit in. But I had to put a lot of effort into it. Right. Because it's very reserved... You don't really say the things that you really think to a lot of people, so you have that kind of what is it? Um, not not a wall, but some something.
0: Like your guard is up. Yeah,
1: guard is up, and uh, I'm not. i very I'm very open, so I can't talk to a stranger on the street in Tokyo.
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: it's different in in countryside, but yeah, it's I, I literally can talk to anyone if I want to here, but I wouldn't do that in Tokyo and that's really not who I am.
0: So you were just always biting your tongue. Yeah, You are always uh, holding back.
1: And I ha- always had anxiety. like Since I remember, I always had anxiety. And I didn't know that until now since I experienced calmness and peace in my mind. Um, because you were always on the go and your s- society expects so much. Yeah. If you are certain if you're in certain school or certain, I guess, I don't know, social, socioeconomical, socioeconomical class, Yeah, um, you're kind of expected to go to university and then work. And then that's like you go through a designated, I don't know, rail.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I didn't want to, I wanted to kind of deviate from that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now what's your, what's your, uh, does your, is your family, did they kind of get a sense that you needed to go? somewhere else? Yep. Are they supportive or they do, would they wish very, you would come back?
1: Uh, they were very supportive because uh, how my parents met uh, was funny. They were learning English in the States, in Colorado, and uh, they met. And uh, so they, they've always wanted to immerse themselves in the, yeah. the North American uh, you know, environment. And I guess I took that in as a, as a young kid. And I thought, this is where I think I would end up yeah. being at. Um, you know, s- yeah, so I, I go back once a year.
0: You do? Um, yeah. For how long?
1: Two weeks, two, three yeah. weeks. That's
0: it. Yeah, that's, that's all it. you need.
1: Yeah. I eat a lot of good Japanese food, hang out with my friends and family, take all it in. You appreciate that more. I think yeah. it's like a long distance relationship.
0: Do they ever come here and visit you?
1: Uh, they did for my graduation. Uh but my parents smoke, so it's hard for them to fly.
0: Right. That's a long flight for a smoker. <laughs> and they come that's as as simple as that. It just comes down to that. Yeah. So uh, they just freak out on the plane.
1: Oh, my mom does. I'm yeah. So I think we can maybe we can meet up somewhere. Um yeah. And then my dad's still working, so mm-hmm. he can't really take long days off. Um, but I, I think I'm going to invite my mom. Yeah. Like, actually get her a ticket um, for her to come here and then explore the east side of um, Canada someday.
0: Yeah. Now, did you study law in university?
1: No, I studied international economics. <laughs> wanted, to, uh, wanted to know the world. So I just learned economics. I thought that was the basis of everything. And I didn't study law. And I, I, I wanted to be a lawyer when I was a kid, but I never wanted to be one, one thing. I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to be everything. Uh, and then I realized I have a lot of opportunity here in Canada as an interpreter um, where I can explore a lot of different industries without being in it. Right. <laughs> It's like, it's like you, you, you listen to other people and you kind of, you can kind of see people's perspective from, from their, you know, perspective. It is the
0: best part of the gig. Yeah. You just sit back and let other people tell you what's up with them. Yeah. Pretty sweet.
1: And I like that. And it's, it might be something they don't want to tell in public, you know, people, especially in court, nobody wants to know your history of being abused, but, but. I can get to kind of experience. I I, I don't want to say it's experience, but I can get to, I don't know, emphasize to a certain degree um, and still not get too affected. Yeah. You know, so it's my favorite job ever. I think it's the best job ever. Yeah.
0: So you're going to stick with it?
1: I think so. I think so. Well, I, yeah, I love communicating. You know, I love talking to people. I don't want to be one thing. (laughs) So that's, I think, the ultimate uh, job that. Wow. The universe kind of.
0: So you're like the definition of a free spirit. Yeah. You don't want to live in one place. You don't want to be locked in in certain ways. You don't want to do one thing.
1: That was how I. That was the opposite of how I brought up, though. Yeah. I was always, you know, a good student, did the certain thing, and people liked it for. What, you, what they expected. And then, I don't know, like something, something clicked when I was in Singapore. When I first experienced freedom in the Ontario curriculum, I guess, I thought, okay, I can be more than what people expect me to be.
0: Now, I have noticed, I, I noticed, so this might be ignorant, mm-hmm. pardon me if it is, but one thing I noticed, because I'm a punk rock fan, mm-hmm. and there's a big punk rock scene in Japan, uh-huh. but the sense I get is that if you... If you decide you're different in Japan or you want to rebel, you got to go big.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, you might as seem, well go big.
0: Seems like the punk rockers there, like, get decked out in leather jackets and mohawks and, like, it's a thing.
1: And then you shake your head. I don't know what they do. That's what and they
0: smoke talking. a lot. And yes. they're rude. And it's, yeah. like, an old school.
1: Yeah. Well, and, I have some people who are very into punk rocks. There are some normal people. Yeah. But when I see their pictures with their friends, it's like...
0: They're making a statement. Yeah. And you, it's like, I need to get away from this. So I'm going to go halfway across the world, <laughs> yeah. other side of the world. You got to go big, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And then people are so nice here. Um, not to say that I don't experience anything really bad. Well, well, yeah. Racist isn't, racism isn't, it's not obvious here. Yeah. I think.
0: Well, Toronto is also one. I feel like Toronto is a very international city. Oh, yeah. That's always the sense I've, yeah. I've had.
1: You can get to go to all kinds of different restaurants. You get to meet a lot of people from everywhere. My friend is from—oh, my, actually, my, one of my friends is half Syrian and half Palestinian. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Half Palestinian and half Polish. Oh, wow. I know. So her mom's Christian and her dad is a staunch um, Muslim and— you know i don't get to see that kind of meet those people in japan yeah you know so i just love the fact that people are welcoming and then everyone's i guess immigrants (laughs) you know um so yeah i'm very grateful that i'm here and that i can still appreciate what i have in japan and not hating
0: yeah hating (laughs) And you like this area in particular. When you say you're going to stay here, do you mean Toronto in particular or um, do you mean just the West in general?
1: Just uh, probably Toronto. Um, this, there's like Mississauga, Oakville, like that area. It's a suburb. It's called GTA, Greater Toronto Area. Yeah. I think I'm going to
0: just... But you're not looking to go check out other Canadian cities. You're not looking to travel the States.
1: Um, you're I'm, happy here. Well, I love exploring. I was just in Seattle. My boyfriend lives there. Um... I just love exploring, but I think this is where my... Um, there were homestay families who welcomed me when I first came here, and my friends are here, so I think I will end up living here.
0: That's cool. So but you I were can- looking for something, and you found it. Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. And I can't
1: be more grateful. Uh, so I want to share that with other people by yeah. helping others. Yeah, so...
0: So talk to me about that.
1: Mm.
0: So when you fir- This sounds like a gig... That when you first get into it, you must feel like you're in over your head right out of the gate.
1: Oh, yeah. The first interpreting job was in Superior court of justice for a rape trial.
0: First one. First one. First one. It's
1: like, hey, I need you. It's a week-long trial. Go in. And I went in.
0: Ugh. And can I ask who was the Japanese speaker in that trial? Uh victim. The victim. So well, I
1: can, yeah.
0: So this job... Mm-hmm. Where you're interpreting, and I don't mean to. I, in no way mm. would I ever laugh at that. Mm. I'm only laughing at your circumstance. Mm. First, gig, yeah, first gig, out of the gate, you get hired. This is explained <laughs> to you, but you don't have to. First gig, walk into a courtroom, <laughs> hear someone who's been through the worst thing, and you have to tell us what they said.
1: Oh yeah, and they cry, and an alleged vic- alleged uh, attacker ex- attacker is right there. I didn't even know who he was. The one
0: that sounds like one of the most incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable experiences I've ever heard anyone have. That's first day on the job.
1: First day, first day as an interpreter,
0: and just the most brutal.
1: And you see all the evidence, you know, some and gruesome things. The
0: lawyers are asking questions, and you must be looking at them like, now I have to turn around and ask that, and then the answers come in. Do you feel bound? Here's a question for mm-hmm. an interpreter: When they put certain emotion behind things. Mm-hmm. Is that I would imagine there's like directives there or instructions there for you, right? Oh, like yeah. are you required to convey the emotion or is it you have to let them show the emotion in your information only?
1: So, for court interpreting, it's pretty specific. You need to interpret word for word with the the emotion that they have. Really? So you can't be emotional, but you need to show the emotion that So right.
0: So you can't show your, the way you're personally being affected. You have to emulate. Yeah. Oh, that is the most head spinning job I've oh, heard of.
1: It's when you're in it, you can do that because you're in it. You feel like you're part of this this person, but you're really not. Like your mind, your mouth is with them, and your mind is on the other side. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, and then you know, there's divorce lawyer, and then you a divorce trial where people are getting. Mm in the midst of divorce, um, you can't take that, you can't take that negative, negative. I don't want to say negative feeling, but hurtful feelings right. into your life because yeah. you can't do that.
0: And I would imagine that, it, it, and again, I don't mean, I'm not laughing at <laughs> other people's pain, I'm merely, I'm piecing together the puzzle pieces of what you're <laughs> describing as your job, and it, it, there is something about it that is so fascinating. I would imagine in a divorce proceeding if one member of a couple speaks only Japanese mm-hmm. odds are that this might be a situation where you're interpreting for both parties
1: uh, there shouldn't be but there's so many Japanese interpreters in Ontario um, so I know I've never done it right I've never done okay it. so
0: that they they usually attach you get your interpreter you get yours so that there's nobody who yeah nobody's opinion starts to lean one way or the other is that the idea
1: mm-hmm but wow. the fascinating thing is when there's a huge language barrier that's when marriage gets tough sorry yeah so that's that's what I kind of learned yeah because if you can't really communicate your deepest emotions with your partner that's that's <laughs> hard
0: <laughs> so you you've, there's been a there's been a relationship counseling level to your experience yeah. interpreting
1: so every time I oh sorry oh, every okay. time I um, encounter these situations I tell my boyfriend I was like hey don't don't yell at me like twenty four seven because that's going to ruin my head. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, you learn a lot of things that you don't expect you'd ever hear from someone.
0: Like what? What are some? What are some things that we might not expect that jump out at you that you've learned along the way?
1: Um, that you cannot measure people with uh, your what is it? Like ruler like you can't measure people uh, through your expectations you cannot assume that people are sa- people are the same yeah there's so many people with different um, backgrounds and emotions and how they cope with things so you need to look at every one of them in the world as what that individual is right um, the law is law so regardless of who you are that's going to apply but when you're actually talking to a person you need to kind of think okay this is the person I cannot expect my you know what I think is important to them Um, and that so you kind of lose the judgment that you have towards people and it's a lifelong process learning process for me yeah yeah
0: so you just start to learn to assume that other people have their values and their filters, and you got to take a deep breath and let them have that before you start to bounce it off your own,
1: yeah, and then beautiful and anonymous is the
0: I've had like, a similar experience, patients. yeah, had a similar experience, yeah,
1: you cannot see it through your only your eyes, you know yeah, you can observe it and really under try to understand, I think yeah you don't have to understand or fully comprehend but you can at least listen to them and, and respect it respect it's hard it's not easy uh it comes with practice i think yeah <laughs> yeah so
0: i have some questions about the divorce proceedings okay. in particular if that's okay <laughs> yeah so oftentimes you're there interpreting interpreting for one person and there's another interpreter interpreting for the other party
1: uh usually it's a uh, english speaker male english speaker married to a. Uh,
0: Oh, fitting that stereotype.
1: Oh, it it really is like 100%. Well, 99 98.
0: Wow. Nine, so you th- those are a lot of the couples you see. Wow. Mhm. I wonder It's uh, I wonder what that's about. I wonder it, if it matches the divorce rates of other couples or if there's a reason you're uh, seeing that one, breakdown. One
1: One reason is What uh, Well, from my experience, I'm not here to
0: Your opinions only. Okay, my this is not well-researched don't. demographics.
1: Oh, I hope the people in Facebook won't attack me for this. But <laughs> <laughs> so
0: You hear that, everybody on Facebook? Don't attack. Say whatever you want, but don't attack. Just be nice. Okay, I've broken the momentum. That means we should do the ads now. We'll be back with more conversation right after this. You spend one-third of your life in sheets. This holiday season is a great time for a bedding upgrade for you or a loved one. Because Brooklinen works directly with manufacturers and customers, they're able to offer five-star hotel quality sheets that are affordable and easy to order, plus with over 20 colors and patterns. These sheets don't just feel amazing, they look great too. And they're super fast shipping. Make sure that you can get your holiday gifts right on time. I got the Brooklyn and sheets. You guys have heard me talk about them. They're quality stuff. They are, I tell you, when we have company over, those are the sheets we put out. We give them the Brooklyn and try to show off a little bit, get flashy, show them that we're in a Brooklyn household and they are in the height of elegance. In my home, they got a five-star elegant experience in my home. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Now it's time for your upgrade. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. You get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code BEAUTIFUL at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code BEAUTIFUL at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code BEAUTIFUL, brooklinen. These really are the best sheets ever. For a lot of people, the day doesn't start till you get that morning energy boost. For a lot of people, I'm talking about coffee. Now there's a new way to enjoy your daily cup of joe. Thanks to Cafe Monster, available in vanilla, mocha, and salted caramel. Cafe Monster shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category with indulgent gourmet coffee that's only 190 calories. Not to mention it's got 150 milligrams of caffeine. That's a lot of caffeine. They get it from coffee beans, B vitamins, coffee fruit extract. Cafe Monster offers you a simplified energy blend that contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand. That's a killer combo right there. 100 fewer calories per bottle the competition but you can't taste that difference it tastes really good okay you get the same feel and flavor as your local coffee house and you don't even have to wait in line you guys have heard me on the show sometimes i'm not even a coffee guy i like a good cup of tea in the morning right but i'll tell you what i had some uh, cafe monster in my house and it's such a good grab and go and i was very pleasantly surprised at how positive the experience was it's really cool it's quite convenient i was able to run right out the door and uh kick my day off right. Cafe Monster, chill it down, shake it up, enjoy. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now let's get back to the conversation.
1: I hope the people in Facebook won't attack me for this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, the first observation I had is the language barrier. So, these powerful, mostly Caucasian men, uh, like Petite, cute-looking Asian girls. Um, well, Japanese girls, for, from my experience. And, you know, these people are... We are, you know, in Japan, when you're a female, you're expected to do laundry, and then, like... It, it, there's a... The world's changing, but there's a certain expectation that you kind of need to fit into. Uh, if you're a, a mom or... You know, no, I don't know. Like a wife, and uh, so you do that when you first marry. It's all good because your wife is taking care of you and loving you and giving what you want. And then all of a sudden, I think women get stronger by raising kids and then being in a different country from Japan. And they kind of realize, wow, I can do so much more. And then, but men still want to control them, right? Right. It's like it's it's a very obvious power dynamic i found um but women aren't stupid right so kind of they realize it it's like oh i can't do this anymore so it's yeah. usually women trying to get out
0: and is your assumption or, or your experience that these these caucasian guys mm-hmm. part of what they're looking for is maybe like a little bit more deference or subservience or
1: yeah, yeah. things that
0: fit the Maybe like the Japanese cultural norms that you're They're, describing.
1: Yeah, I would say uh-huh.
0: so. So they get into it for the power dynamic.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't say it publicly that often.
0: Right. But this is all opinion.
1: Yeah, it's my opinion, and that's your body language saying.
0: is shifting. I, <laughs> I feel you going. This is a this is maybe a broad strokes to paint people with, but that's just what you're what you're noticing.
1: Yes. Because, oh, I don't know. That's why I don't like men's ego so much because I've been doing this for a long time and I actually go to a a house of a domestic violence violence victim, Mm -hmm. right? And then we try to... I'm just an interpreter. They try to rescue social workers. We're trying to, you know, help them get out of the house because the husband is abusing you. I had that many, many times. And you cannot think, but this is the trend, and it right. is the trend
0: right that there's like some level of of people being fetishized, yeah, and then realizing it along the way and going, this is weird, yeah, I gotta get out of here. I'm in Canada, where everybody's nice, and where you can have some breathing room and do what you want. what am I doing?
1: yeah, I think that's uh. the realization that they have i I think, and uh yeah, but I don't want to be jaded. I don't want to be jaded and stereotype these people. Right. Um, so it's a constant self-reflection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, are you, as someone who, you're, you're a government employee then?
1: Um, I'm a freelance.
0: You're freelance.
1: Yeah. I'm, I freelance everywhere, but yeah.
0: I would imagine there has to be guidelines, though.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Are you allowed, like, if you go into someone's home Mm -hmm. with a social worker Mm -hmm. and someone's in dire straits Mm -hmm. and you're the only person in the room who can fluently speak their language, Mm -hmm. if you're emotionally affected by it, do you have to hang back on that in your role as an interpreter? There must be times where you want to look someone in the eye and go, get the hell out of this situation. Mm -hmm. Are you allowed to do that? No. Oh, that's brutal, huh?
1: If... If I've never got to that point, but if you ever get to that point you gotta talk to whoever is around you. Yeah. That I can't do this. Because right. in court too. If you can't take it, if yeah. this sexual you know, abuse depiction is too much, I need to address it to the judge. Right. Saying I can't do this anymore. Right. Um Yeah. So you need to be super blunt and you can't really light yourself you gotta just follow the guideline and then step aside (laughs) are you
0: you able to uh, oh i should mention so there's some sort of sporting seems like (laughs) there's some group of hipsters (laughs) right would you describe those people although one businessman with a tucked in button down shirt they're either doing some team building exercise or some sort of sporting event is about to break out that's what you're hearing in the background (laughs) because everybody's high-fiving on a field and there are now cones set up. <laughs> Welcome to a park and Okay, so...
1: he looks so happy.
0: A question following up on that, because that's oh. really fascinating, oh, and I would you. imagine it has to be one of the hardest parts of the job. Yeah. Are you... You say, like, you've had to... You've had to be honest with yourself, mm. whether it's by just who you are, how you're built, or through training. You have to be able to have nerves of steel, not get caught up in the emotions situ- mm. situations. Is it something that you're able to walk away from or is it something that at the end of the day, sometimes you just need to kind of go and be by yourself and have a drink and find a way to let it go? Um,
1: Oh, this is is funny. I used to have a full-time job on top of this. Um, Anxiety was just through the roof and I went to see a counselor because you encouraged me to. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Japan has a lot of stigma in terms of mental health.
0: Yeah, so does America. I mean, I would imagine. True. I live in New York where everyone sees (laughs) you. I'm lucky. I'm lucky.
1: (laughs) You're lucky. (laughs) Um, So I went to a trauma specialist who works with veterans. Wow. I know. I wanted to go. Fortunately, I had insurance that that paid for me. So I went to talk to her and she said, "Um, yeah, that's your job. And you got to. She was very understanding, but she told me. Uh, you got to kind of evaluate what you can take and what you can't. And I realized, oh, I have an option. You know, I, I have an option to take it in or not to take that in. Um, so I try to have that in my mind while I'm faced with something that is so difficult. But right. usually, when you're in trial, you're having fun because I love being there. Fortunately, I love my job, so I can just do what I have 100%. But when you go home, you realize oh, wow, like, wow, Yeah, this guy tried to kill this person, and I was just in front of him. Um, but it won't last for, so I do yoga. <laughs> I do hot yoga and meditation. <laughs> um, without that, I would probably be super, super depressed.
0: So you've built a system. You have had to build yeah. some ways where you're like, this helps me let it go.
1: Yeah. Wow. And not to, uh, ironically, I can't really be with a lot of um. Like yeah, I can't be in the Japanese community I found because if I want, I interpret it for one person, they might know someone. Right. So I try not to be like super close. Right. Which is okay.
0: Right, because people must want to come to you. Yeah. At all times, then.
1: That boundary is hard to hard to build.
0: Right. Right.
1: So I do draw. So so I take it as a like a so. You know, when people want to talk to me about something, I just, like, offer their service. I have my own company. So, like, you know, like, if they want tutor, I, I offer them tutoring.
0: Personally their, or you hook a pers- them up? Personally, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And I introduce Japanese kids to Canadian schools. Um, so, in that way, I have a lot of relationship between Japan and Canada. Yeah. Um,
0: what a cool thing to build. Thank so you. So, you basically take, you've taken your own experience. You're like, what could have, what would I have needed to make this smoother? Yeah. Let's start a business with my economics yeah. degree.
1: <laughs> yeah. I do it with my mom. My That's mom's cool. My in Tokyo. It's very small. I'm still trying to uh, hustle and make it bigger. What a cool
0: thing. So is the idea that she helps get to know the people before they come here for school. Yeah. And then you're kind of a liaison to meet them and help mm-hmm. kind of hold their hand in the early days of the process.
1: Yeah. What a cool thing. I love it. I just love it. You're I, the coolest. Ah, oh, thank you. I, I, um. Because people were so nice to me before that I think I need to make it 10 times as much or like 100%, 100, 100,000% more to make it better for other people. And I think that's all I can do as an individual just to, you know, if you receive love, you can probably love others, you know, more. So that's what I'm kind of trying to do with my business so that, yeah, yeah. I want to make the world a better place. Sounds what like a beautiful cliche. thing. Very cliche. Well, no, but
0: that's okay. <laughs> oh, we've got dogs. we got a lot of dogs running by now. Oh, so cute. A lot of dogs. Let me ask you another question about the court stuff before we okay. move on. Because it was like to hear you say that, would you say the majority of the divorce proceedings are Caucasian men, mm-hmm. Asian women? It makes it like we, like. You know, I didn't I didn't think of that and it did make me realize along the way of like, oh, that there's some intent behind that. So these men have some intent in setting up this type of lifestyle. Mm. I don't wanna dwell on the darkest stuff, but mm. you've also mentioned a few times that you've dealt with a lot of cases involving violence mm. and particularly sexual violence. Do you mm. feel a similar I don't know if it would divide along racial lines. Mm. Do you do you do you get the sense that some of the people you're interpreting for were targeted because they don't have a command language? Like, I would imagine oh. there might be scenarios where it's like, this person can't explain what happened, and that makes them a target.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the perfect prey, uh, the thing to prey on. Right. You know, you... It, it's, it's what... Yeah, exactly what you said. It's, it's... Yeah.
0: And is that... Just in your experience, I know you're not breaking down facts and figures. Mm-hmm. Is that... Does that... All, is that also a lot of white guys... Or is that a little bit more of a broad general? White guys. Really.
1: In my yeah, from my experience, yeah. It's, White guys. There's only one Asian person, Asian husband.
0: Um, that's you, about it. You've seen you've seen that situation like that once with an Asian guy.
1: Yeah, and we I had like around thirty.
0: How long can I ask? How long you've been doing this job? Three
1: three and a half. So in th- it's not too much.
0: So in three and a half years. You would say that more often than not, when you see Japanese women put under duress, it is at the hands of a white male.
1: Yeah. And I don't oh, that's know. that's so sad. I know. It might be, you know, I learned something that is a uh, cult. Well, you know, in, a- in Asian countries, it's sad, but it's kind of true that when you're Caucasian or white, um, you are looked at something more than what we are as Asians, so...
0: You put up it's, on a pedestal.
1: Yeah. Like a social, what is it called? Uh, the
0: social ladder. Yeah,
1: social ladder. So you, some people might want that. Um, so they aim for something. And then these white men kind of nicely control that. So it's like right. and demand, but it gets really messy afterwards.
0: It gets exploited fast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Man, that's messed up.
1: It is really messed up. It and,
0: is messed up.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It's one of those things, though, doing this job in particular that's very eye-opening. Because as a white guy, Mm. it's very (laughs) exasperating. But then you know what I see? You know what you see all the time, especially on the internet, is this defensiveness. And then people start talking in these broad strokes. But then I talk to someone like you where you're like, no, I've I've been going into courts for three and a half years. (laughs) And just in my personal experience, on like a very human level where I'm just doing my job. It happens all the time. Yeah, so... I think also I'm affected, we should say, Mm -hmm. not to make it too political, you and I are also talking, I think, in about half an hour, the Supreme Court of Mm -hmm. America. I feel like the whole world is watching right now. Oh,
1: I watch. A woman
0: who experienced... So I think that's also why I'm focusing on that full disclosure. People might be listening going, why is he so caught up in that? Because right now, there is an international eye on a woman who's who's expressing her experiences with sexual violence and a literal panel of white men is sitting on a dais 10 feet above her, staring down at her. And I just, before we came here, was watching Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. going, this is garbage. This is a, we are like, oh God, we we're just like, this is just big hoax, man. And you're like white dudes, I know.
1: I, white dudes. You know, whether you're Republicans or Dem- Democrats, I'm neither of them. I'm pretty, I have liberal opinions, I think, because I came from another country to North America. And
0: you live in Toronto. And like, I live in I Toronto. I feel like this is a pretty liberal city in general.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it doesn't matter which side you're on, you can't really blame what you did or what other males did on politics. It like gets yeah. on a human level, it's not, it shouldn't be this way. And if you were to become a Supreme Court judge, I expect someone who has some morals and some.
0: You would think. You know, you would think, think. we could at least slow down and take our time and think about. It. Lindsey Graham started. It's so like you. It's it, you, you hit me in the gut talking about <laughs> these white dudes because he started his comments that I saw with the sentence, "I'm a straight white male," and I know that means I'm supposed to shut up, but I'm not gonna. <gasps> it's like, oh, dude, it be, like, dude, this is not rocket science. Yeah, it's and like, I'm not like a self-hating guy. Mm. I don't even think I'm overly PC. I'm a comedian, and I think comedians are wary of PCness. I think I buy into it more than most comedians, but I'm not, I'm not, like, a huge social justice guy. But to start your sentence with that, I'm a white guy, so I'm supposed to shut up, but I'm not gonna. Like, uh, <laughs>
1: oh no. that kind of.
0: oh, no, no. Yeah, it
1: kind of ruins the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you know, it's, uh, h- history's, his history is going to repeat if if you don't, you know, do something about it. And and then I guess white men know that they've had a lot of privilege, and they should know, I guess. Um, and it's not their fault. It's just the society kind of created this system. Um, but you don't have to defend yourself for yeah, like, being you know. Can
0: I ask like, your boyfriend in Seattle? Yeah. What's this guy's deal? Okay, so... <laughs> White guy?
1: No, he's... Uh, you would never,
0: At this point, are you like, I gotta... <laughs> I, gotta steer, I gotta steer clear of these Caucasian men.
1: Well, when I was in university in high school, I, w- I went to old girls school. <laughs> so I thought, okay, um, when I'm in university, I'm going to date someone who's really not Asian. Like, it's weird. But I've seen Asian people, like, for the... You know, the entire life. So I thought, okay, like, I want something different. Um, and then... I've never had a boyfriend until I met my current boyfriend of four and a half years. Wow. And he's Canadian-born Chinese. Okay. Yeah. But he got a job. He's from here. We met in university, but he went to work for um, for Seattle. In Seattle.
0: Yeah. Now, you met in university. It doesn't sound like you dated in university, though. We dated. Oh, you did? For a year
1: and a half. And he couldn't get a job that he wanted here. So I was like, well, maybe, like, the States would work. Um, Yeah, so he went. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to build my career so you have fun. So, yeah. So he's been there for three years. And then probably he's going to be there for another year. And then he'll come back. And meanwhile, I'm just going to do my job and visit him once in a while. He's coming back in two weeks. So that's nice.
0: That's nice. Yeah.
1: But it kind of, it's like living here missing home but you appreciate it that much so you know yeah it's not it's not too bad I don't know M- people might say otherwise
0: but. a lot of your closest relationships are people who live very far away I know
1: but you can really build a good relationship with people who are so far away it's funny
0: FaceTime goes a long oh, way oh yeah huh? FaceTime Skype
1: Skype and a like, constant messaging <laughs> and I was just uh, talking to my boyfriend like I'm going to go see Chris Gethard.
0: Oh, God. And he was like, who?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I told him it happens all him. the time. <laughs> well, now he's going to be hooked on this show. We'll
0: see. We'll see. <laughs> I get it. The people who like my stuff really passionately <laughs> like it. The rest of the world, uh, couldn't be bothered. I got to stop being insecure.
1: It's nice to have those fans who oh. are into it 100% than having a lot of pe- millions of people...
0: I'm a, I feel like the yeah. luckiest person in the <gasps> that's world. Cute. I really do. I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, because mm-hmm. I've come to realize my career, and I'm very happy with how things have gone for me, mm-hmm. especially the past three years, mm-hmm. but it's never going to be a certain thing, and things are going to wane and wax and mm-hmm. come and go. And I'm just extremely lucky that the people who support me do, because I get to go out and meet them, and they're universally the kindest people. Oh, and that's it's awesome. Cr-
1: that's good. That's what you create, though, I think, uh, as a not person. That's
0: about me. Who cares? Who cares about well, me? Let's talk well. about you. <laughs> Let's talk about you. You hear that, guys? That's my—you hear how genuine that is. I meet the beautiful Anonymous fans out there in the world. Nice peeps. Kind folks. Thank you guys for being who you are. Check out these ads. Use the promo codes. Helps the show when you do. We'll be right back. The holidays are the busiest time of the year, especially at the post office. That's why we use Stamps.com. Save time during the hectic holiday season. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. post office right to your desktop. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. And the mail carrier picks it up. You print postage any day, any time. Stamps.com not only saves you time, it saves you money. Stamps.com helps you print the right amount of postage every time. Never overpay again. With all the time and money you'll save, Stamps.com is the best gift you can give yourself this holiday season. Okay, I use Stamps.com. Post office is at the end of my block, and all the people there are very nice. I love the service, love the tradition of it, but sometimes you just don't have that time. and We're not kidding, right? Like, holidays, these lines get long, and you could... uh You could be uh, standing on the line to send something to your loved ones or maybe get some of that time back, actually hang out with your loved ones. It's it's a cool thing. Right now, you too can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long-term commitments. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in beautiful. That's Stamps.com. Enter beautiful. Thanks again to all of our sponsors. Now let's finish off the conversation. Who cares? Who cares about well, me? Let's talk well. about you. <laughs> let's talk about you.
1: But I learned, um, I was reading this book, and then I learned that your success or your uh, appreciation in life comes from who you surround with or you, who you happen to be with. Mm-hmm. Like your environment really changes who you are. So if you feel lucky, I think it's, not only because it's you, but it's because of the people around you, and I think we shouldn't forget that. And if people don't have that, you should really help them as a citizen to kind of take care of that and then give love to others who don't necessarily have that. That's
0: cool. That sounds like what you're all about.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's really easy to say, but oh, but I yeah, um, donate, harder to do. Yeah, it's harder to do. But I started from donating blood, <laughs> so that's I'm an avid blood donor. Avid well yeah. you describe
0: yourself as an avid. avid. how often does one donate blood?
1: Um, I think females shouldn't donate more than twice a year, yeah, I did th- three times and then I depleted my iron, so I had to wait for a long time, but I do every three uh four or five months
0: so you really want to just go out and help the world in the small ways that you can
1: yeah I might not have i'm not I'm not Bill Gates, but I think there's a micro level that I can contribute to the society. Um, and I want others, like, like, I don't expect others to do the same. Yeah. But knowing that these people exist, like, would be better for other people. I don't know. So I, I, I like I like, I like it. And I want to donate my body. I don't need funerals. Like, I, I just want to... Like, Every do-
0: organ goes to science with you.
1: Oh, yeah. Or I want to donate my entire body to a medical school and they can just rip me apart.
0: Have you ever heard of the body farm? No. You'd like this, I think. What's this? It's gross. Okay. I think it's in Tennessee, if okay. I remember right. It's a forensic science school. Ooh. Where, you know, people who work in law enforcement, who need to know, uh-huh. where you can donate your whole body... And if I remember, right, I might have my facts wrong. It's a fascinating place. It's pretty macabre. You can donate your whole body, and they will basically use your body to emulate a crime scene, so that forensic scientists can learn. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna leave your body out in the rain behind a shed, and then act like you're a murder victim, so that potential forensic scientists can go. Okay, so if a body's been left out in the rain for four days, what are the differences if it's been in the hot sun versus the snow? Wow. They leave it out. They go, okay, so if if this part of the body's been cut open, how is that going to, how can, can you still determine how many days this person's been dead? So you could give your body to the body wow. farm in Tennessee. Uh,
1: yeah. They'll
0: just throw yeah. it out in the snow well, and let some people kn- go to town.
1: Yeah, I guess like, I guess so because <laughs> I don't need myself. Like, I don't want to take up the space. I, I understand the concept of you being in the coffin, in a coffin. Yeah. Like you take up so much space in this world, but you're kind of dead. Oh, you are dead. So, you know, I'd rather be uh, elsewhere. Being used. Well, <laughs> being used to Give sensor. back to the world,
0: even when yeah. you're not a part of it anymore.
1: Yeah, because you're essentially a living, or well, used to be uh, living organisms, so.
0: Yeah. Okay, you know? can I ask you a more fun question? Because you, okay. you and I have dealt with some heavy stuff, yeah. and so now some philosophical stuff. <laughs> it is my understanding... Yeah. Oh, we have someone, just to explain the noise, we have someone who is an employee of the city who's coming by to deal with some uh, removal of garbage can issues. You're hearing that in the background if you're hearing. Okay, so Mm -hmm. my understanding is that when people are immersing themselves in a new culture Mm -hmm. and learning a new language, very often they will lean into pop culture to help them do that. Was that true in your case?
1: Oh, yeah. I listen to, I still listen to all these pop singers and just like... It's a, it's a very fast way of learning English. Yeah, in my opinion.
0: Who and, are the who? What are the uh, pop culture vehicles you latched onto?
1: Um, I don't have like a lot of favorites. I, I just sing every everyone's songs. Like One Direction, it's just if you want to sing fast, you can just start slowly and then you kind of like, you know, gauge after using One Direction songs. Oh, mm-hmm. that's embarrassing.
0: Mm-hmm. One um, Direction, glad to hear it.
1: <laughs> and Justin Bieber, it's just. You know, like you got to be kind of like in tune, not in tune. Like you got to sing and you'll have to like it. You know, um, it's really hard for a foreigner who doesn't speak the language that you want. You're trying to learn to sing. That's the hardest thing. So I want to be able to rap In the future. And I think that's when I can say, yo, guys, I can speak English.
0: So a major goal of yours is to be able to rap? Yeah. I can't rap, and I would say I have a good (laughs) command of English.
1: I was practicing Nicki Minaj, but everything was like F words and everything, so I kind of stopped. But I want to do
0: it. I want to write my rap. Oh, that would be cool, rap song. Here's a question that might be impossible for you to answer. (laughs) How much of... How would I phrase it? How much of your current personality... Mm -hmm. Because you have so much energy, Mm -hmm. positivity... How much of that would you say has been informed by your experience learning English versus how much of this was who you were in Japan? Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, 70, uh, 60, 40. So 60% came from my experience um, being here and learning English and immersing myself in the culture... And then 40% was what I had.
0: So there's 40% of you where you're like, that's the core. That's just me. That's my personality. That's what I was born with.
1: But I could not express that in Japan fully. So, yeah, it's 40%. And, yeah. I I, I was a weird kid. I used to tell my mom, like, mom, I want to be an astronaut. And then she used to say, if you want to, be one. Like, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. And uh, I wanted to be everything. <laughs> but I never ended up being one.
0: Do you find when you go back to Japan, do you lock back into who you were for those f- first 16 years yeah, of your life a little weird. more?
1: Yeah. You kind of, like, don't exp- explore that much. You're just like a little kid at home in this in a suburban city. Yeah. And I just don't like it. Well, Sorry, my mom and my dad, um... But, yeah, it's kind of, it kind of, yeah, you go back.
0: Would, do you think, do your, do your parents have a sense of the current day you? Or would they be surprised?
1: Oh, they, they know they know me because my mom calls me every day. Every <laughs> day? Every day. <laughs> wow. So she knows me. My dad calls me, I don't know, whenever she, I'm talking to my mom. Yeah. She, he calls me. Uh, yeah, he knows. But it's, I don't know what they think. I should um, have a deep talk with them.
0: How do they feel about your, uh, your gig and your desire to help people? They must be proud.
1: Yeah, they, I think they are proud, but they are kind of scared because I never know what kind of situation I'm going to get into. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can be in court. I can be in a function where all the politicians are. You, you can be in a situation. Oh, I was actually in a, a power generating plant helping <laughs> Engineers work on these things. Oh wow! My in minus ten. So you never know where you're. Like gonna... a
0: nuclear, like a power plant.
1: It was a. It wasn't nuclear. What was it? uh coal? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's not nuclear.
0: But a power plant that's like a, a major. So this is like a piece of the infrastructure of Canada.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're building it, but they didn't have any walls. The only they only had like motors and stuff. Yeah. So that's it. Uh-huh.
0: But so there's Japanese scientists. Mm-hmm experts in their field I'd imagine talking about high level things that you're not necessarily trained in mm-hmm. and if you mess up the translations this might negatively affect the entire power grid of a certain section of Canada
1: yeah like can I scratch this okay. part of this this motor and if a Canadian says no like they need to discuss things yeah so I yeah I'm an interpreter for that
0: that sounds <laughs> harsh
1: and, yeah and when, you, when in court you're under oath yeah. And when you're in that kind of like science, science related, STEM related fields, yeah, you're kind of responsible. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: crazy to think about.
1: And I'm only uh, 27. So, you're like a
0: bridge between humans.
1: I like that expression. Yeah. That will be, yeah, that's cool.
0: Are there times when you're in court
1: mm-hmm.
0: where someone's being questioned, cross examined? Mm hmm and they're giving answers and you're sitting there in your head going I know what you really mean. Oh yeah. <clears throat> That's got to be hard.
1: Oh, lawyers do that all the time. They yeah,
0: they're trying to box people in mm-hmm. and win.
1: But judges are pretty smart so they catch that. And then when it's when the questions are too too complicated, my interpretation from Japanese uh, for from English to Japanese is complicated? So witness can't understand? Yeah. So the lawyer needs to kind of rephrase it or the judge needs to tell the lawyer to rephrase it? Right. Um Yeah.
0: That's got to be tough.
1: It is tough. Oh, I hate cross-examination because it kind of it's intense.
0: Yeah. You watch people get picked apart.
1: Oh, yeah. And then they cry in front of me. And uh, then you've
0: got to not feel the crying but accurately represent, represent. the crying.
1: I tear up sometimes. But I can't shed tears. <laughs> wow. It's all on record.
0: Wow. So there's times where somebody's like uh, dealing with their with their oppressive husband mm-hmm. and you feel them giving an answer that's not the whole answer and you're like, just say it. <laughs> just say what you mean.
1: After the fact, yeah. Yeah.
0: So in the moment you're able to just yeah. shut it off and be a conduit.
1: Mm-hmm. But wow. after that I'm like, wow, this is a shitty person. But you can't really say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can
1: just think about it. I just said that.
0: Of yeah. course not. Of course not. Wow.
1: But it's interesting, though, how, how this kind of, like, relationship turned into something super terrible because love is a weird thing, I think. And there's so many factors. Maybe you have kids and you can't... You're naturally not, you know, prone to stress and you don't know how to react. And yeah. That's when there's another person in your life you don't know how to control it. I think people need to learn how to react to certain things and handle it
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: properly. Um, but I don't know where, where you can learn that.
0: We've got about eight minutes left. Oh, okay. This is flown by.
1: I know. I'm having a great time. I've had a
0: lot of fun. Thank oh, you for thank hanging out with you. me. Thank you. I will say I have to ask mm-hmm. you mentioned when you go back to Japan you eat a lot of the food uh-huh. that you miss. Mm-hmm. I this has become a little bit of a trope on the podcast I try to avoid it but I do have to ask what do I need to be experienced because I live in New York I can get most stuff oh yeah I know and there's like I know there's a section of the East Village that's like three blocks that's like Little Japan and they have you know what they have that I really like but I wonder I don't know if this is like some Americanized bullshit okay it's those octopus balls
1: (gasps) takoyagi yeah Ah!
0: takoyagi that's good stuff
1: it's a good stuff
0: that's for real stuff oh for real yeah I like those
1: takoyagi is good Okonomiyaki is good. Okonomiyaki is a uh, cabbage pancakes.
0: Cabbage pancakes. So
1: it's like it's like takoyaki, but it's flatter. Okay. And you can put anything you want. You can put noodles. You can put cabbage. You can put like mochi. Uh-huh. You can put anything. So okonomiyaki. I think there's a place in New York. I was in Manhattan a year ago. Oh well, no, like, last time uh, last winter. They have everything, and uh, I really recommend good ramen mm-hmm. owned by a I don't know Japanese company yeah because they know what they're doing um, ramen have you had oden I don't know okay oden is uh, like a hot pot okay. but it has like broth in it and you have um, Japanese daikon radish in it and it's really soft and you can put uh, fish But Google it. Yeah. O-D-E. Do
0: you have your spots in Toronto where you're like, that's the real shit? That's where I go when I'm just in the mood for home? Yeah.
1: In Toronto, there's a restaurant called Emate. Um, E-M-A-T-E-I. And that's uh, real,
0: real good stuff. And then Konnichiwa.
1: There's one place called Konnichiwa. And yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Two. You got two that you go to? Yeah, two, two. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Are uh, Are you a Canadian citizen?
1: No, I'm a permanent resident.
0: Do you plan on getting citizenship?
1: So, there's a problem. Japan doesn't allow dual citizenship.
0: Ah, so you'd have to renounce your Japanese citizenship.
1: Yeah, if I want to tell the government, yeah. Wow. Well, some people secretly have both.
0: Secretly? How can you pull that off?
1: Well, you can kind of uh, go back to Japan or go to the consulate and then um, get a new passport, like a Japanese passport for 10 years, well, you get a Canadian passport when you become the citizen.
0: What are the benefits there?
1: I don't know. Well, I, I don't really know. You can vote in both countries, but it's oh, not yeah. really... You can
0: participate fully but it's your politics.
1: I don't know. I think you need to get rid of your Japanese passport now. I think something's... The system's changing.
0: Do you have any desire to get your citizenship, or are you happy being a permanent resident?
1: Well, I want to vote in this country because I love here and I care about this, this country. Um, but I'll wait until I have potential. Um, I have kids, I think, in the oh, future. Because yeah. yeah. so I want my kids to have the Japanese citizenship. Oh, you do? They can have dual... Just, just, kids can have dual citizenships until they're 21, I think.
0: And then they have to decide? Kind
1: of decide. Wow. Some people never do. And that's... You know, not a legal way to do, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so is, I, is Canada... I know in the States, if a child is born in America, they're an American citizen. Mm-hmm. Is that similar in Canada?
1: Yeah, Canada's the same. But in Japan, one of the parents... I think one of the parents need to be Japanese. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Now,
0: you're, can I ask your boyfriend? Mm-hmm. You said he's Chinese-Canadian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was he born in China?
1: No, he was born here. He was
0: born here. Yeah.
1: His parents were born here. So, yeah, there's not... So there's
0: not a world in which your kids... Would, if if things last with this boyfriend, mm-hmm. I'm not making assumptions, mm-hmm. there's not a world in which... you're. I should note, you're now using your hand to further block the windscreen. The wind is kicking in, and although these mics have giant fuzzy windscreens, you are using your hands to help block the wind. It was a very, very thoughtful move. So there's no world in which if you have kids with this guy that they're gonna be Canadian, Japanese and Chinese citizens no that would be so awesome
1: Chinese no no. I wonder if
0: that's a thing if you can have triple citizenship
1: oh my uh, I think people from Hong Kong has British and Chinese passport and you can apply to those oh I might be totally wrong but some people have like three different
0: man I got two and now I'm feeling oh yeah you have two now I'm feeling (laughs) like I'm behind the curve (laughs) Wish I had three <laughs> citizenships. <laughs> Two more minutes. Two more minutes. What do you want to put on record that we haven't covered yet? Do you feel satisfied with this experience?
1: Oh, I'm very satisfied. I just want I just love the fact that I found Beautiful Anonymous. They taught me so much um, through listening to a lot of people. There are so many different people like you know, that who have talked to you, spoke to you, and you learn a lot. Um, like, there's different ways of living, different ways of feeling things, different ways of expressing when they're talking to you, um, different personalities. I think they're so also important, especially in this world where, you know, s- s- stuff are kind of unsettling. <laughs> yeah. I think we can be more um, nicer and more compassionate and... If I can contribute to, if that you're contributing to, you know, making the world a better place. You are
0: in a much realer way. (laughs) I'm an entertainer. That's all fake at the end of the day.
1: No. no.
0: You're helping individual humans who have been through bad things be able to express themselves in a clear way so that the law might be more fair to them. Mm. That's a lot more important than some dude with a podcast reading ads about underwear.
1: (laughs) Oh, thanks for uh, partnering up with Calm. I've oh. been following them for like seven years?
0: My mom loves calm. <gasps> Me too. My mom does calm.
1: I full. Um, she
0: was very excited that they were an advertiser. She oh, said, really? I've been using them for years.
1: Yeah, oh, sorry gosh. about
0: that impression, mom, but you know it's on target. <laughs>
1: Hi, Sally. Um, yeah, I've been doing that. My anxiety got significantly better after that. I'm not paid for this. Um, look at that. Uh, Jared, calm. we
0: gotta talk to the sales team, maybe try to get calm to buy an ad on this episode. <laughs> Synergy, they call it. Synergy.
1: So, yeah, meditation is great, guys. Meditation is everything.
0: Yeah, that's what keeps you going in the face of all the uh, the darkness you help people darkness navigate.
1: Skirt. Yeah, and you can't complain that because you get to experience a lot of great things at the end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think you're super cool. I feel oh, lucky that I got to meet you.
1: Oh, I feel the same too. Oh, thank you so much. I feel so relaxed.
0: Yeah, oh, I feel good. And I didn't, get, I didn't get much sleep last night. Oh. Okay. And I was kind of like... Uh, Debating whether or not we should even do this. Oh. And I'm really glad we did.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm so glad I responded to your tweet.
0: Oh, yeah. Well mm-hmm. done. I got to go find some of those cabbage pancakes.
1: Oh, yeah. Okonomiyaki. Yeah.
0: All right. That's that. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank
1: you so much. This is,
0: this thank is you so, so much. fun. Can
1: I shake your hand? Please. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for sitting down talking with me awkwardly on a bench with our big obtrusive giant fuzzy microphones thank you so much quote unquote caller it was so cool to talk to you and honestly uh you are doing stuff that helps other people and that always it blows me away to see that in action thank you for doing what you do thanks to jared for traveling all the way to toronto with me and uh handling the uh the setup of that and also champion, he managed to uh, pay off a busker, stop playing music in the background and it was very uh, I tell you he went into pro mode on that, paid off a busker quiet down for an hour that's producing right there thank you Jared, thank you Harry Nelson thank you Justin Linville, thank you Shell Shag for the music, thank you to everybody who supports my live work chrisgeth.com, again I got t- uh, shows coming up in New York City, Queens, and Brooklyn. Check it out, com. if you want the tickets. Hey, if you like beautiful Anonymous, one thing you can do to help, you go to Apple Podcasts. You rate, you review, you subscribe. It helps the show a lot when you do. That's all the business. We'll see you next time. Support comes from Universal Pictures, presenting their new film, Welcome to Marwen. From the groundbreaking director of Forrest Gump comes the boldest and most original film of the year, based on an inspirational true story and starring Academy Award nominee Steve Carell and Leslie Mann. Welcome to Marwen celebrates the power of friendship, hope, and healing in theaters this Christmas. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous... You're from a college student who's one of the least traditional college students I've ever encountered. I don't know the cinematic version of college where <laughs> you you booze it up for a couple years or whatever, right. and I'm like trying to keep myself in check with that. Yeah. I, ju- I just rewatched old still- school on a plane a couple months ago. I rewatched old school. You're living the real life version. I am you're Frank I just want to the go Tank. And That's all I want to do. You're Frank the Tank, baby. Frank the Tank. Frank's back, baby. Frank's back. <laughs> That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.